0: Welcome to Art Glider. Join your favourite art curators as we chat with all kinds of people in the art, culture and NFT space. Welcome to the next episode of Art Glider where the art world and the metaverse meet. This week we are joined by Christina Yaya. You might also know her as Pink Bits, the name she usually goes by on the internet, so please just do a little Google search because I love it, and Christina is an Australian Armenian graphic designer and illustrator based here in Sydney, and she describes her practice as inspired by and celebrated people and their bodies in all their glory, illustrating the bits and shapes we're both told and taught to hide. Welcome to our podcast, Christine. We are so happy to you've come in here to join us. Hi!
1: Yay! For having me, very very happy to be here.
0: So first of all, I'm very curious about something. In all your bios, you describe yourself as a graphic designer and an illustrator instead of an artist. Why is that? Do you feel like the word artist is too broad or it doesn't fit into what you do every day?
1: Yeah, well, I love the word artist, honestly, but I feel like graphic designer, illustrator just kind of more accurately describes my approach to art making, I think. I like a brief, I like to look at the context of the work I'm making, consider what's trending, what's not, for it to have like a point and a purpose and an outcome, I guess. Yeah, and wonderful. And I think that by like as a byproduct of that, then I attract the kind of work that I'm seeking to create, if that makes sense. Yes,
0: yeah. And I mean, what does the word artist mean to you? Because you, you, you are an artist as well, but yeah. I love how you've, you, you've got a different name. But what does that word mean to you?
1: like i feel like it's such a special and almost like sacred word, sacred practice, like it's the ability of someone to kind of take their inner world, inner connections, mental connections i guess and memories and then infuse it with something to create an experience for someone, whatever context that may be, whether it's visual, audio, video, whatever it is. But i also love that it's just like 10,000 people are going to interpret that piece of art 10,000 different ways, like it's
0: just so interesting it's so hear. true it's so, it's so true we we're talking on our last episode about um, art and how it can be translated into so many different ways because it's true right so- it depends on the on the viewer and um, i'm not sure um i'm not sure if our listeners have seen our super exciting whale tales project we've been working on for the majority of July 2022 uh, and we actually met for the first time at the launch. When was that? Last week? Yeah, last week. Oh gosh, that went quick, didn't it? I Poof. Know. And I just loved your energy um, and your tale, and um, and I just thought, oh my gosh, I got to get you on the podcast because I just felt like I had a synergy with you. And I had a look at your Instagram, and it just, I just loved how um, different it was and the story that you're telling. Um, and so, so tell me a little bit about the, your, your inspiration behind your whale tail um, and maybe try and describe it to the listeners cause, uh, so they can start their imagination wherever they are in a car or walking down the street.
1: Well, oh, yeah, well, my whale tail, oh, like it was a bit of a process and I guess we were encouraged to explore our connection to the ocean and then also the site location, which for this project was around Piermont, Darling Harbour, up to Brangaroo. Um, And so I had this very vague recollection of um, a family memory that I had. And we'd visited Darling Harbour and hopped on a boat for my grandfather's 60th. And this was like in 1995. So I like went rummaging through my family albums and found this kind of like trove of photos. And like, I think I was like three at the time or something. And it just kind of like unlocked a lot of like memories and experiences and kind of sensations of being at that place at that time. And so I kind of nostalgically tried to translate that day, that experience, that very specific location into my whale tail. Mm. And so uh, let's let's visualize. So it's it's using colors of like white, like a dusty pastel pink, uh, a bright kind of blue, and also a very light sky blue. And it's like drawn in this very like soft, friendly, nostalgic way of the ocean's ripples very organically swirling all over the whale tail. And then kind of spliced in between are all these like just little mementos of that day in 1995. So there's like a seagull who may or may not have stole my fries. (laughs) There's a three-year-old me with like a 90s scrunchie just battling in the wind. There's a Polaroid of my mom and my grandmother. There's fish and like native flora fauna. Um, but, yeah, so it's just like a very special, all-encompassing kind of piece.
0: Oh, amazing. And I do love it. It's just such Thank a great you. piece. I mean, there's 30 whale tails. So it's, um, but I, I did particularly. I thought it was, it was the story was it was great. And did you, did you like painting it? Was, was it like painting a whale towel? I haven't done, <laughs> I haven't done that. Like, and I loved because you did it in a garage. I remember I that. And you did it, and it was, I think, did it get? You, I remember you sweeping out your garage. Yeah. Wasn't there a bit of flooding one That's day? Right. It Was like, the, it was a bit of a. Because I was looking at, yeah, it was quite, <laughs> it was quite an interesting. <laughs> it what stressful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
1: week before it arrived, I was like, oh no, what, yeah. the grounds all wet yeah, it was definitely unique. I can't say I've ever painted a whale tail. Well, that's what I
0: mean, what's it like painting a whale yeah, tail? It was, was it easy or was it hard?
1: It was. Honestly when it first arrived I was like, Oh my god, it's bigger than I thought it was gonna yeah. be. This is very intimidating. But you know, we spent some time together, we got acquainted, it was yeah. fine. And then, you know, we were besties. I was in that garage for many days at a time. And do you have
0: to people walk past talking to you or not really? Every now really? and then, yeah. Like, what are you like, doing down there? <laughs> yeah,
1: people, like, especially when the truck arrived with whale tails on the back, people were kind of confused. I could see them kind of peeping into the garage, like, what is going on? What did they order off? Whatever. Yeah.
0: Because um, yeah. I came here a couple of days because we mm. had um, Pablo, who's in our other office. He painted one as well. And then one of the guys didn't realize it was coming. And he's like, there's is." Big whale tail that's arrived, and I was like, Oh, so um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and how long did it take you to paint?
1: I want to say maybe maybe two weeks, two minutes. Yeah. yeah, see, it
0: took longer than you think, and it was quite a short time frame as well because we heard about it. We worked it for some time, and then didn't go ahead, and then this time they got, the, the, oh, we worked with um, the agency that did, um, that got the grant, that mm. we were working with the team there. But it was, yeah, they were very much – the whale tails were actually – came from New Zealand, I think, at the time. But, oh. yeah, and, um, yeah, it's, it's very yeah, – you're very exciting. So it's the only place um, in Australia now that you can see them. So I think you've got – is it two weeks? We've got two yeah, more weeks? I think
1: until September
0: 24. Yeah, so, t- yes, September 24 is when it's sort of coming out. Um, so get down there, go for a walk – on you know connect yes have you done it yet the the walk i haven't haven't done it either that's that's a confession actually so i do need to get my walking shoes on have you been down there yet okay so um i guess um i find it so interesting that you have climbed uh, into this little niche of um, depicting female bodies and you're right these are body parts that we're still being taught um, to hide and be ashamed of um, and what drew you to this, and how how did it sort of start? Because I can imagine it would have been a quite an unusual journey. And then you're like, "Yeah, I'm just going to own it."
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely a very like personal, like kind of story and starting point, I guess. And I guess I can't really talk about it without talking about EDs. So this is your trigger warning if you'd like to skip ahead a few beats. Um, but basically, yeah, it started from a very personal place. I grew up in kind of the 2000s diet culture, fat phobia-infused media. So I kind of absorbed all of that messaging and all of the guides that were published in any teenage magazine ever and tried to really condense and shrink myself to, like, both hide but also conform and fit. Um, So, yeah, so I basically wrestled with, like, EDs, body dysmorphia, blah, 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 for Mm. a very long time. And then one evening I was kind of just drawing for fun and I've always been drawn to art that captures and explores the human form. And so I was looking for reference photos to kind of draw from and I didn't really find anything that resonated nor was close to my own bodily nuances. So like on a whim, I was just like, eh, like I drew from my own nudes that I had on my phone mm. at the time. Um, And then after I finished, even though the art was very rough, especially when I compare it to what I'm creating now, like it offered me like a visual of my body and almost a glimpse to see my body for the first time in Mm -hmm. a way that wasn't through my dysmorphic eyes, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And so, like, on a whim, I was like, oh, I really love this piece of art I made. I just want to put it somewhere. It doesn't really belong on my personal page. It doesn't really belong here, X, Y, Z. So, like, on a whim, I made an Instagram page and started sharing those initial drawings there. Um, And so it's really just grown from there. The comments on those early works really fed back to me what I was feeling when I first made them. Mm. And that was, I haven't seen bodies like this represented in art before. I haven't seen my body represented so well in art before. I haven't felt represented at all. Like, and mm. it just comments of this nature kind of really inspired me to keep creating mm. for the intent of representation. And
0: when did that happen? When was that first? That was
1: about 2016.
0: Oh, wow. So it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a long yeah, it's been time. a few years now. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's incredible, and um, I mean, I think it's really in, in, important to highlight these pink bits in art. I mean, since the beginnings of time, artists have been paint been painting naked women, but mostly by men through the male gaze, which does get my goat. I'm sure it gets your goat as well. Um, and they're always so serious and so perfect, like, like lounging around, getting a grape pounded to them potentially. Um, but I love how fun and colourful your art is, and it's so different from those traditional paintings of nude women. I mean, what do you think your female perspective brings to this tradition? Well, and sorry, it's a big question. It's a big question. There's <laughs> many,
1: many places we can go. But, yeah, basically, yes, it's very true. Like, for so long, art has been handed to us through the gaze of men and basically depicting what bodies were acceptable to exist and what bodies should be, I guess, idolised or even – dared to look at in a sense um but then also like those artworks are yeah very serious like you said like where is the joy of the person where is the person that exists in that body like where are the nuances of them and you know smooth skin made out of marble like I don't know there's just so many nuances that aren't captured in those kinds of early portraiture or even sculpture work but yeah I don't know I guess my art seeks to capture bodies just as they are and I think that, in essence, already provides like such a point of difference, mm. if that makes sense. Like, I want to create art that's not there to poke and prod at our bodies, that's not there to show them in a way that's, I don't know, that's shameful or making our bodies, which are naked, feel like they're lewd figures. Mm. Mm. So I feel like the art doesn't even need to be joyful. It just needs to be matter of fact this is a nude body this is what our bodies can look like here is a myriad of bodies and what various forms they can take
0: Mm, it's fascinating I love how you talk about um and when I saw your Instagram so have a look if you're listening at home pink bits um I mean I love the story because I mean you must have opened up a big channel for people as well right so are you having a lot of people like messaging you and contacting you and because you're probably now the you know, you've started. I suppose you've almost started a little bit of a mini revolution, right? Is that would you say that?
1: I mean, that's very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you have. You know, it's it's it, it feels a little bit like that. But um, and you've you've got a big online presence. I mean, how did that happen? Was it a coincidence? Was there a certain major collaboration along the way? Um, yeah, did, did anything happen or has it just been over time where, as I said, you've, I mean, you must have lots of different people coming to you. Cause I, when I saw your work, I was like, oh, it's just, it was really refreshing for, for me to see that the, um, and when I met you as well, I really liked you. I thought, oh, you had a really lovely energy about you and, um, and you and I liked how playful you were as well in the when you're painting the whale. I was like, and you're getting the sweeper and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. Um, yeah, so what, what? Yeah, what? How did you get? How did you gain all those um, followers?
1: Mm, honestly, I feel like it was very much right place, right time, but particularly like the authenticity and the intention behind the work. Yeah, I think that was what. That's important because there's
0: so many people that sell out these days or they're (laughs) trying to like gain, yes, yes. Yeah,
1: I I think when you're scrolling through like people can tell where your heart is in that image or in your art practice and what the intention is. But I feel like particularly like I'm very fortunate to have the following that I have but I feel like those very early days of those snowball of comments and stumbling across this art that I don't, think was like as readily available or discussed back in 2016 mm. um yeah I think those that kind of myriad of things led to the following I have now
0: yeah yeah they're wonderful and I mean how do you th- do you think that in the internet and social media is for artists today do you think it's they need to have social media and is it important
1: I think it's pretty important. Like it's usually the most accessible and cost-effective way for your art to be seen and for your community to be found, but I guess even that's debatable with Instagram having an identity crisis and mm. censorship and et cetera. Um, but, yeah, I'd say it's a pretty powerful tool.
0: Has any of your works been censored?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, things have been deleted, shadow bans happen. A lot of other creatives. shadow ban what does that mean oh it kind of means that your your page is hidden it's harder to find it's not as discoverable as it once was sometimes people will type your name into the search bar and it won't appear unless they yeah type okay perfectly, so
0: so we need to go to decentral like web three that's we have got to move on to, to I think it's still possible to have success as an emerging artist without having a large instagram following
1: Yeah, I think it's absolutely possible, but it also really depends on the role or the niche or the industry that you want to find success in or even what that success looks like for you. Like if you wanted to create a web store and sell your amazing art, like it would be very helpful to Mm. have like a community behind you. But yeah, it really depends. I used to feel a lot more pressure than I do now. I used to feel like, yeah, I had to keep up in a sense, I guess, the algorithms still want us to do that. Artists at the moment feel a lot of pressure to pump out content instead of pumping out art. Art takes time, intention, okay. and content needs to be made, filmed, produced, fast, 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 like yeah, multiple okay. times a day. And it's just a lot of artists are facing burnout in that sense. Okay, But I guess in terms of being an internet famous artist, like it's a very nice notion. But at the same time, like I think we're also in an era where almost everyone is a little bit internet famous. Anyone Mm. can go viral at any moment and garner a following and that's kind of exciting. So I think with that in mind, I just try to like produce good work and try to like connect with my community as much as I can or as much as social media lords will let me and, yeah,
0: I uh, yeah, to about it that way. And is there any projects that you want to do, like, in the future? Like, what sort of things are you trying to call in at the moment?
1: Well, at the moment I feel like I'm just in such, like, a crucial moment in my career. Like, I feel like I'm on the cusp of growing and so, like, I'm almost trying to, like, find representational management to help me do that. Yeah, but okay. I am at the moment trying to look for – I guess, similar campaigns to Whale Tail. Like, I'm looking for meaningful campaigns, unique campaigns. I want to do work where my art features in, like, a wide range of contexts and not just digital. Like, as much as, like, people have been saying for years, oh, print might be dead or blah, 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 or billboards don't have as much reverence, I still think, like, seeing my art in those spaces, especially those spaces that have caused a lot of us to feel shame about our bodies would be mm. really powerful to see art like mine featured in mm. so Boys so, magazines. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. So
0: you're talking about like art in the public realm. That's yeah. what we'd, we'd call it. So, and that's what I love. Cause I, I was in, you know, I studied art history and then worked for like lots of galleries for a long time. And then, I was, like, I was like, what am I doing hanging out in a gallery the whole time? Like, you got to wait for people to turn up to you. I was like, what do I, I take the art to the people that can actually, the people that probably need it most, to be fair. Yeah. So that was the whole idea is where I was like, I just, this doesn't work for me. So I sort of pushed it out. And it's true. The thing is, it's that getting art into the public realm. And that's why my our mission is to see art in everyone's every day. Yes. So if you can see art in your every day, you're pretty much living in life. Like, you know, when you stop down the street, like, oh, that was really nice. Like, even walking here, here in St Peter's someone got these like little toys and they just like put like um, you know got a glue gun and they've put them all up and I thought that's just so random but it's sort of like an art thing but no and I was like it's it it feels like Mm. the St Peter's it's like and that's definitely not art, but it's it's sort of like street art because I used to run tours, but it's an interesting way of looking at it. So I suppose you really want to sort of branch more into that sort of public art. What, do you have like a, a goal where you'd like to see yourself like on a billboard or <laughs> anything you'd like to do? Have you thought about anything like that?
1: Like such a range. Like I'd love to like collaborate on a bunch of products. I'd really love actually one day to do like, it sounds corny, but like socks. Have you heard that like women are more likely to orgasm if they have like socks on oh is that true
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so i'm like i want to do a sock range how on brand oh my me? god that's
0: so funny and well, you can actually have a really quite um interesting range. what r- a cool point of view yeah. though to
1: make a socks i feel like socks are so like dang you blah 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 yeah but yeah i don't know i just want to do really fun unique exactly.
0: well, thank you so much for coming in today um yeah we've talked so much about different topics and have a really good trip Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to our podcast to keep listening to important conversations we're having about art. Follow our Instagram and see who we're chatting to next.